Hey, everybody, welcome to another special edition of Puck Off here on Black and Gold Productions. Chris Nozick again joined by my co-host, Andrew Johnson of the Short Shift Pod. Andrew, how are you as we get ready to dive into the Columbus Blue Jackets? I I would like to think that I'm better than the first team that we covered. <laughs> Uh, well, considering the fact that the Ducks finished dead last with 58 points, it, most people are. Um, but this episode, we're going to dive into the Columbus Blue Jackets, as I mentioned. This is probably my favorite as far as promising. Um, they were so bad last year. Again, they finished one point ahead of the Ducks. They were 31st overall. 59 points in 82 games, point percentage of only 36%. That's as that's ungodly awful. But you know what? That one year of pain got him Adam Fintilli. That um that that was a pick that the Ducks should have made, and I said it on our draft special way back when. Um uh, draft special. Ah, uh, the draft special. We were so young. Anyway. So naive. No, <laughs> that that is. You think Fantilli makes it breaks camp with him? I do. Um, mm. I just I don't see how he can't. Like I mean, mm. Fantilli. Let's not forget, Fantilli was a man a man among boys last year in college. So good. He was so good over there. Like this kid is. He's ready to go, man. He, and I, I go ahead. And there's he's ready to go. He he might he might be ready to go. Um, but like I'm looking at looking at their fourth core, you know, there's a lot of still semi young talent. You know, See, you have. I, I you say that they're young, but like Patrick Line is not a kid anymore. Patrick Line is an old twenty five. Johnny Gaudreau is not a kid anymore. But like, he's also they, the second oldest out of their Ford core. At yeah. 29. <laughs> uh, and, and I don't want to put this guy in their leadership core, but Ivan Provorov is not a young kid. Like he's a veteran. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I look at this team overall and I go, there's enough in the locker room to insulate Fintilli as a person and there's enough on the ice to insulate him as a player. Like unless he comes in and has a slightly mediocre camp, I don't see him not making this roster and with him on this roster, this is how, I I mean, this is a form. Let's put this out here right now. It's a far more interesting team than Anaheim is. It is because you also, like last year sucked for the Blue Jackets. Uh, over three hundred games, lo- man games lost to injury last year. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And a huge, huge piece of that was Zach Wierenski. Mm-hmm. So not only are you getting Adam Vantilli back, but you're getting someone who could become a Norris candidate back. Mm-hmm. And the injury obviously mm-hmm. is going to set him back from that. But like the kid's ceiling is that. Let's be honest with ourselves. Zach Wierenski can be good enough to be mentioned in the Norris conversation. 
Mm-hmm. So, and then you brought in Damon Severson from the Devils to really help solidify the the. I mean, that's your top pairing: Warinsky and Severson. Mm-hmm. And then wh- whatever you think of Ivan Provorov, the guy can play hockey. Yeah, fuck him, but the guy can play. Right. Mm-hmm. So I I don't want to turn this into uh, Ivan Provorov the person. I want to put that part aside and just say, looking at him in this lineup on the ice, he helps Mm -hmm. again, all the good and bad of who he is as a person, that baggage, we're we're just going to put a, put a bow on that baggage. And we're going to leave that at the door because we're strictly analyzing this team right now from a hockey perspective. Mm -hmm. Does that have the ability to creep into the locker room and ruin things? Of course it does. Mm-hmm. this isn't the only organization that has that option and far be it like when you if you have a time bomb like that go off i don't care how good your team is you got to deal with the problem first so yeah this you're team, the one that signed him right this team has the ability to be really bad again let's be clear mm-hmm. uh two years 4.7 maybe you can cut them buy them out something i don't know there's ways out of it at a certain mm-hmm. point, if he's that mm-hmm. bad of a dog shit person, but right now he's on the team. We got to mm-hmm. analyze him with him on the team. So if you don't like it, well, stop listening now, puck off and you know, we'll see you next, next tomorrow, but <laughs> next tomorrow, <laughs> yeah, next tomorrow. I forgot we were doing another one of these for tomorrow. So hush, but, but I mean, with, with that in mind, like you have your top four, He's also is, not wearing the C. Let's yeah. also, he's not wearing the C. Your top four is Warensky, Provorov, Severson, Boquist. Cabranson, Peak. They're in there too. Cabranson and Peak are, are third are the third pairing plugs that you need, but that's hey, a everybody needs a third pairing plug. That's a damn good that that's I'm well, I would say damn good top four. That is a solid top four. That's a solid top four for your defense. Oh, especially if you're young and you know, Jake bean is Jake bean. Hopefully he can come back. Jake bean has, has talent coming out of his ears. Stop getting hurt, please. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Nick Blankenberg, uh, knocking at the door, you know, it's, they are also, they, they have two solid. I'm going to go solid goaltenders. Mersley oh, also you're you also Jerick Jerschek, David Jerschek, the number number four pick last year. Uh, last year, he's in the minors. Like they got they got pieces. They do have pieces, and their goal. To, uh, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Their goaltending, man. Oof. Honestly, like huge question mark with Elvis, though. You think so? I do. I do. He had one of the worst modern seasons by a goaltender. <laughs> but look at how the team in front of him did. Yeah, I mean, we're back to the Gibson conversation. Exactly. And and realistically, mm-hmm. with as bad of numbers as he had last year, like his goals against average last year was 4.23. That's 4.23 in 30 games. Do you think you could do that in the NHL, Chris? 4.23? Yeah, probably. I, th- I <laughs> think a road cone could. <laughs> but here's here's the thing. Shooter tutor. 
<laughs> yeah, right. That'll that'll have a goals against average of three point one four. Yeah, there you go. So nice, no, nice. save. I, I understood that. <laughs> you caught it, did you? Yep. <laughs> the save percentage, though, it was still eighty-seven point six. Not great. Not great, but barely below average. We just established league average was eight nine nine. Mm-hmm. So not too, not a huge deviation from league average, considering how bad the team in front of them was. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I cannot emphasize that enough. Here's the thing. His career save percentage dropped because of last year, that 87.6, it dropped to 90.6. Mm-hmm. And he's and last year he's played he played 30 games of his career 150. That's a big percentage of his games in one season and for his save percentage to drop that drastically because of an 87.6, he must have been hovering around 92 and change. His first two seasons in the in the NHL, uh, 2019-2020, 33 games, 923 save percentage. Uh, 2021, uh, 277 goals against, 916 save percentage. So his first two years in the league, he was solid. 2022, a little bit of a drop off, 907 uh, uh, save percentage, which I believe for that season was hovering around average. So he dropped by about 31 percentage points, which is, which is pretty significant in two. So going back to the 1920 season, that first one that you mentioned, yeah, he was also backing up Corpusalo. He and Corpusalo were the same age. Yeah, He got in to a playoff start or he played in two, went one and one. His save percentage was 94.6. He played 124 minutes and his goals against average was 1.96. And I believe that was the year that they knocked out Tampa. That was the Corpusalo game. That was the 84 save game that they lost. <laughs> that was that was the same year as that. Yes. So yes. Yep. here's mm-hmm. the thing though. Both Corpusalo and Merzlikens that year. There was one other goaltender that year who played, Matthias mm-hmm. Kivlaniks. And mm-hmm. that goaltending room has not been the same since that accident. Oh. Elvis hasn't oh. been the same since that accident. They were best friends. That's exactly it. Like, mm. I, I don't want to sit here and say throw away a year for that, but I mean. Maybe, maybe throw away a year for that. Didn't he come out? Was it him who came out and said that every time he hear, hears that he hears the cannon in uh, – in yes. uh, Columbus that he recoils. Yes. That's rough. So now let's review those numbers again. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to sit here and <clears throat> diagnose PTSD, but for a player to come out and mention that kind of thing, like for a player to mention it. Yeah. There's shit. There. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. all I, that's all I can sit there and say is there's shit there. Now mm-hmm. advantage is, Tarasov does not have that. And so I you you may see a little bit more of a changing of the guard and goal and lean towards Tarasov a little bit more. He's good too. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Solid, uh, solid young prospect uh, was 892 last year. A little right. closer to average. With how bad the team was in front of him. 
I can't really sit there and tell a guy like uh, Merzlikens don't deal with your shit. Like at a certain point when you know you're going to be as bad as you are, you sit there and you tell them do what you have to do so that you can be good going forward. Mm-hmm. And don't worry, like, we're going to play you because, you know, he he seems also like the kind of guy who wants to play through stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it, it it almost is a therapeutic method for him. Right. So, like, he also had to play. You couldn't just say, go to the player's program, deal with your grief, deal with whatever you have to deal with. Like, mm-hmm. playing was part of his healing process. Right. It had to be. And the good news for him is it didn't hurt him last year because mm-hmm. they weren't fucking going anywhere. So they were able to let him do it. I think coming in fresh this year, going through everything he went through, I, I think honestly, Merzlikens is a long shot with the defense in front of him. I mean, if you, if you want a real long shot for the Vesna, mm-hmm. like Merzlikens ain't that bad of a pick. That is, um, if you want a true long shot, would that not be the story of the year considering everything he's gone through? 100%. That would be that would be that would be a storybook. Right. But tell me that it can't happen. Tell me he's not his ceiling is so low that that can't happen. You can't. He's a talented player. He's talented, yeah, absolutely. If he, if he can figure it out between the head, between the ears, then the the back end from the blue line back, this team is 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 amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, it just the the defense that they can get in front of these goaltenders, the ability for these goaltenders to have, to hit their ceiling, that alone brings this team back into the playoff conversation. Mm-hmm. Now, like with anybody, if they lose Zach Wierenski again for the season, well, good luck. Yeah. This team's better equipped for it though, with, with Severson and Boquist and Provorov and, you know, Gabranson and, you know, like they have better depth. Mm-hmm. They up played front, a lot of guys last year. Up front though. <laughs> Johnny the injury. Gaudreau, well, mm-hmm. Johnny Gaudreau is now in his second season. We've mm-hmm. seen other forwards take a year to settle in. Mm-hmm. We've seen it. It wasn't even that bad last year. No, that's my point. If this, if mm-hmm. that was him settling in, good fucking luck. Mm-hmm. You know, and now you got Patrick Line, Jack Roslovich, who wants to be there. You've added Adam Fintilli. Kent Johnson is in the mix. Kirill Marchenko is not that bad. Kirill Marchenko had one of the best starts to a career I've ever seen. He scored 16 goals and had zero before his first assist. (laughs) What an absolute legend. Would you put him on your second line? Marchenko? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Get me a sniper. So now you've got Line and Marchenko, one, two on the right hand side. Mm -hmm. Um, Unless you want to do. Line A on the left with Marchenko on the right on your top line. And oh, by mm-hmm. the way, that bumps Johnny Gaudreau down to your second line. Is Fintilli, is Fintilli playing with Gaudreau in this situation? Uh, well, you could Ros- have Gaudreau playing with Fantilli. You could have Roslovich. You, I mean, you're think about that for a second. You could have, I, I'm going to put that up for a second. Mm-hmm. 
Top six. Marchenko, Johnson, Line, Goudreau, Fentilli, Roslovich. And then you have a guy like Sillinger who, who, if he finds his rookie form again, that would be a boon to that third line. And you have, Boone, uh, speaking of which, Boone Jenner. I was going to say, now you have Boone Jenner on the third line. I, I think you can play him in on the third line. You can play uh, him anywhere you goddamn want. He's very, I, I, I like Boone Jenner. I I think you stick with Sillinger down the middle. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it, at least if it were me, I would keep my youth insulated down the middle. Johnson, Fentilli, Sillinger, and then I'd anchor that fourth line with none other than Sean Corrali. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. Like... I, I, I mean, there's flexibility, though. Don't get me wrong. Corrali can play the left, you know, and he can be on the same line maybe as Sillinger. You know, you know what I mean? Like, because then you have some right. flexibility in who takes the draw. Boone Jenner could take the draw if he's next to Sillinger, but Corrali, yeah. as a more physical guy, I think, might be better. So, but it, I mean, there's a fuck ton of options and a shit ton of talent. Mm-hmm. You seem pretty. You seem pretty um, bullish on on the jackets here. Does that have anything to do with their co- coaching hire either? That's the part that worries me the most. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie. Master the segue. Oh my Not gonna God. lie. That's the part that worries me the most. Why is it, why does why does Mike Babcock worry you, Chris? Because he's Mike Babcock. Okay, good. Next topic. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Have you seen any of his more recent interviews? Um, he still sounds like he has marbles in his mouth. So I don't, I don't know what he's saying. He, (laughs) I can't say he gets it. I can't say that. Uh, Yeah. Okay. He He knew he got fired. He knew the reason he got fired. He doesn't think he did anything wrong. <laughs> he he doesn't think I can't say he doesn't think he did anything wrong. I think he knows he should have done things differently. I think he now understands that it's not the same old school mindset as it used to be. Mm-hmm. And he can't coach that way. Mm-hmm. The question is, can he coach the way he needs to coach? I don't at know. His, at his best. This is at their best. If if Babcock figures it out, or as he says, figures it out. This is this is twenty. This is twenty twenty seventeen to twenty nineteen jackets. Who was coaching them? I don't remember. John Tortorella. <laughs> of course. Um... <laughs> Their ceiling is the playoffs. Yeah. And. Which is different than you could say for the first team we did for this. Oh my God. Those ducks. I'm so sorry. God. They need, they need the gun from duck hunt. But yes, they did. They do. You know what though? The blue jackets are the cannon for them. So, you know, Mm -hmm. it happens. Yeah, they do. (sighs) I think, I think. You said in their ducks preview that. Everything has to go that if, if if everything went right, they would be they would be in decent hands 
You didn't say that they would be playoffs. If no. everything goes right for Columbus, wild card? Honestly, based off of talent and a little bit of misfit, last year they had bad luck. They got a whole bunch of injuries. So barring injuries, I think they're, they're, hold on. They're, yep. Bold take for you. Barring injuries, they finish fourth in the Metro. Who do they knock out? Right as, as it stands right now, the Islanders. Okay. I think when you look at the level of talent that this team has and you compare it to all the other teams in the Metro, tell me they don't – tell me you can't say top five. Mm-hmm. And then tell me that Mike Babcock doesn't have top the five in the Metro, right? Top five, just the Metro. I'm just looking in the division okay. at, the, at the moment. Not talking about the whole East. Okay. Sorry, I blocked out for that for a second. I was like, did he just say top five? No, okay. You know, gotcha. <laughs> I said bold take. They finished top four, but in the yeah. Metro. Maybe not that bold anymore. But yeah. with, with Mike Babcock at the helm. If he has changed, I earmark him for the playoffs. So you would get Carolina, New he Jersey. Has, he has the talent. Yeah. I don't think he unseats Carolina or New Jersey or maybe the rain. Like those, those three, I'm still, you know, we're going to get to their dissection. Yeah. Carolina, New Jersey, New York. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is my wild card in this in this conversation right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um and and, and it you may see five teams from the Metro. You may see five teams from the Atlantic, depending on what breaks. Exactly. Which is mm-hmm. why I'm I'm I would put I I'm not confident. Oh man. Right now, just looking at it from last year, you had Carolina, New Jersey, the Rangers, the Islanders, Pittsburgh, Washington, Philly, and Columbus. Looking at Columbus's ability, I see Pittsburgh sliding, maybe staying like Columbus and Pittsburgh. I put right where Pittsburgh and the Islanders are right now, Mm -hmm. looking Mm -hmm. at this list. Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh's depth worries me. But we saw Columbus's depth last year. We saw all of it. We right. saw we saw parts of their depth they didn't even want us to see. Exactly. So, but I think that will help them this year. Mm-hmm. You know, because if they have to dip into it, they know what they have in some of these guys, and they know they know where they know where to dip it. <laughs> Use it's, different words, please. <laughs> <laughs> It, it just it, it gave them a preview of some of the young kids that they didn't necessarily want to see, but they saw mm-hmm. how those kids handled it. Mm-hmm. And that's an advantage. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh does not have that. Let's be honest with ourselves. They do not have that. They may have gotten younger in the Carlson trade, but that's not that's not their forte with their right. youth. So, like, I could legitimately see Columbus sitting in the four spot. 
that might be a bold take, but then again, there may be another team in that top three that I have falling out of the the playoff hunt too. We'll mm -hmm. get there. We'll, we'll we'll get there, and if it's the team that I think I, I think we might be in agreement on which team which team we think it is. I don't we'll even know. There. I know which team I think it is right now. So I hope we agree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I have a feeling. I, I just have a feeling. I don't see like if, and if you look at the disparity too, 59 points to 75 for Philly, like mm -hmm. Columbus is not this bad. They're mm -hmm. not, they're going to be a tough team. They're going to be a fun team. And, um, God, if Fantilli's ready to go, Mm-hmm. He alone is going to tell one of these teams to puck off. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Fantilli is definitely a wild card here. But I, I like him in the lineup. I put him in the lineup. I, I don't see why not. And, oh, by the way, they have one other big thing that a lot of other teams don't have. They have $3.8 million in cap space. They do. So they right now at the deadline, they would have, I'm trying to pull up their deadline cap space. Three. There we go. No, right now they have 4.7 million in cap space. As of right now at the deadline, they'd have just shy of $22 million. Wow. That's, wow. A, that's a team that will be able to add. Mm -hmm. By the way, I, I, while, while, while you were, uh, while you were looking that up, I did a quick count. Guess how many players saw uh national hockey league ice for the jackets last year. Uh, off of their current 50 man or out of the 44 in their current 50 man, not out of the current, just in general, just, just in, in general. general. Yeah. Well, you got 20, uh, 57 close, closer than you think, closer than you think they're 46. Damn. That's high. <laughs> For, hold on. You said 46. That's exactly two rosters. Yeah. 46 players saw. Uh, National Hockey League guys last year for the Jackets. So that's going in the context how how bad their injuries woes were. That's going through eight centers, eight wings, or sorry, sixteen wings, six on uh, eight on each side. Uh, your six, six goalies, they had six goalies, ten goal. Wow. Jet Greaves, Jet There's Greaves, John Gillies. Who were yeah. they? Jet Greaves, John Gillies, Michael Hutchinson. Daniel Tarasov, Jonas Corposalo, and Elvis Merosleekens. Yeah. And Corposalo <laughs> was coming back from that injury. Yep, that's right. So that didn't help them start the strong the, the season strong as 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 they're as you want to. So you mm -hmm. got your goaltender coming off of an injury, and then your top four, your your number one defenseman blows an eight. Was it his ACL or something like yes. that? It was yeah. his knee, blows out his knee, and you're not even a dozen games into your season? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> good fucking luck. Mm -hmm. You know, but I, I'm i bullish on this team, and I challenge you to tell me I'm wrong. 
Mm -hmm. There's enough there to be interested in. There's enough there to think that there's there's enough there there. Exactly. There's a team that there is there. There is there there. And this team is also going to go into every game, every game, every game as the underdog. Oh, yeah. And and Babcock for everything you want to say about him, about how he doesn't look like he gets it from an interpersonal standpoint. The dude's a coach. Coaching is in his blood. It's what he thinks about. Don't tell me that he's not going to wring every drop out of that. Tell me any team that you look at this going into. I mean, I have ones where I sit there and I go, I like the matchup better for Columbus. But Mm -hmm. tell me, like, this Columbus is one of maybe four teams that I look at and I go, I'm going to hammer them in betting because they're going to win a lot more games than they're going to be favored in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Columbus is one of those teams because Mm -hmm. everybody's going to look at what they did last year and they're going to go, Minus 116 in goal differential, you know, gave up 330 goals last year. Mm-hmm. Jesus. They're not going to, they're not going to see this CBJ train coming. And the division that they're in, teams are going to beat the fuck out of each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is very, the, much- the, 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 the Metro is going to be a bloodbath next year. The entire, e- like uh, it, the whole league is going to be a bloodbath for one reason or another, but yes. Mm-hmm. This is going to be last man standing in this in this division, mm-hmm. and you know, I I don't want to say the Blue Jackets will be that team. I don't think they will, but they're going to put up a fucking hell of a fight. Mm-hmm. Columbus Blue Jackets fans should be excited. Where yeah. do you stand on the Blue Jackets? So, for those who listened to Short Shift Pod last year, I before. Everything went to hell. <laughs> I said Columbus was going to make the playoffs. Playoffs? I did. I said that they were going to make the playoffs on the last day, that they were going to make the playoffs on the last day of the season. They're better than that now. But considering everything that we know now, we're smarter. We're a year smarter. Well, we're a year older. You're smarter is up for debate. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm on the uh, list too. I'm not I'm not as bullish on Columbus as you are, but I there's enough for me to see this team for what it is and know that last year was a bit of an aberration. Are they that bad? God no. They are not. But I would say that they end up maybe eleventh in the East, but you're going but, you're going by the conference. Yeah, eleventh in the East, and if we're talking about the Metro, I'll put them. I'll put them at. I'll put them at fifth because I think I think five teams from the Atlantic make it, but we'll get to that. Because you mean from the Metro? No, from the Atlantic. I think oh, five yeah. make it from the Atlantic, right. and only three make it from the Metro. But I believe that there will be a significant improvement that's more in line with who they actually are. And there's going to be, let me put it this way. 
they're going to play important games in March. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like I said, for a long shot, I think if I recall correctly, like their their odds to win the cup, I put a dollar on them to win the cup because their odds were plus 13,000. Like I'll throw away a dollar for that bet to win 130 bucks if they go off and do it. Like, Mm -hmm. listen, for the potential to win 130 bucks, I'm not advocating, but if you got an extra buck, it's worth it because. Mm -hmm ceiling wise like we never saw what we thought was coming for the boston bruins mm-hmm. we never thought that was coming right sure and this is the type of team that can get in like florida did and make teams go oh shit mm-hmm. again health dependent player ability you know all the things what did i say what did i say this is similar this has a potential this at its ceiling, this has a potential to be a Tortorella jackets. Get in and play. Get in and play. So I I like this team, clearly. Mm-hmm. You like this team. I You like them more than I do. I think I like them a little bit more than you do. I like the bounce mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. Um that and I just I waver on last year's top five. That's how mm-hmm. I'm going to put it. I wavered a lot more on last year's top five in this division. So I do think they can sneak. They can be a little sneaky. But you know what? There's going to be a team that the playoff line just says, puck off. <laughs> puck off. <laughs> Nice.